The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Hi, Scout. <clears throat> Hi, babe. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Well, we're recording this New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yes. <laughs> well, we're, welcome to the future, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. I feel rough. Rough, rough, oh, rough. rough. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Today's the first day that I have tested negative. Yay. But I still... Dude, this, this one... This, this time having COVID really affected me this i think it's my second okay second time but like my my sense of taste is not like a hundred percent um i'm having trouble with like cold and hot Mm. which i and like i can't i can taste things but like it's very faint like when I eat things, I'm not enjoying them. Like, you know, when you like fucking bite into a burger, you're like, mm, like this tastes so good Yeah. because I can, I can only taste so much of it. I love that you're wearing big old heart sunglasses right now. Bitch, I'm trying to hide all this mess. So I'm what tr- are you going to do for New Year's Eve? What are you doing tonight? You Nothing? know, I was supposed to sitting in front of the fire. No, I was, our fireplace is real, but it, it ain't, it ain't real. <laughs> It's real, but it ain't real. What do you mean? Uh, I, I guess like Tom, he tried to like light it once and then it the smoke just like went inside. Is the flute open? Yeah. Everything was open. Everything is fine. It's just an older building. It just needs to be cleaned. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But bees were able to come in it that one time, which was oh, that's fun. Fantastic. It was so, so right now we have like a plastic sheet still over the entire fireplace because I'm <gasps> oh, terrified my. of that. Did they but, build a nest in there? Yeah. Well, no. It, I think they were looking for a place to build. And there's just a swarm, a pack of bees that just all of a sudden just like swarmed the top of our chimney. And they were and I, like bees started coming in. And I like closed the, because my dog Django likes the patio. So I closed the patio and there were still bees. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? So like I looked outside God. and I just saw a fucking like hundreds of bees and we called our landlord which is like through a company right like a management company yeah they were like well we actually can't do anything for you for a couple of days i'm like so what we're just supposed to live with a bunch of bees coming in our house right now (laughs) it was the the craziest thing it was like absolutely insane but like a couple hours later they had moved on i think they were they were trying to they're figure. Like, Fuck this! Their dogs, their dogs in this house. <laughs> Fuck this place. Yeah, they're like, I'm so sorry, y'all. If I cough or whatever, I'm still recovering. <laughs> um, I'll try not to. Dude, everybody got sick this year. Dude, like I had half of my party cancel literally because everybody was sick. Yeah. Well, I that, mean, I, so y'all, I flew to Austin to attend Danielle's Christmas party, and so this is what happened. Okay, so I attended this amazing party hosted by Dee Wallace, 
and it was so fun. It was like a, she had invited me almost every year and every year during December, I usually am filming, but this year I was not. So I attended, it was like a tree trimming party. Which pretty oh. much was Dee's way of getting everybody to decorate her to decorate massive her tree. For her. tree. <laughs> her massive tree. So it was so fun. And then there was like a few people that I, I knew there. So it was really, really fun. And then the next day, Gabrielle Who goes, was there that you knew? Any any like horror celebrities? I don't think any, at least not that I knew. Um, a director of mine. I mean, Gabrielle was there and Tay was there, her husband. A director a friend of mine that did that movie that I did, Triple Threat, Anthony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was really fun to catch up with him. And then I met his wife and him and his wife, like, or me and his wife, like, really hit it off. So it was really, really, really fun. And then Tay got and drunk. And then got COVID. And then I got COVID. <laughs> yeah. So Gabrielle texted me the next day. She's like, dude, D, D just tested positive. I was like, oh shit. And, but she was fine after like three days. And then I kept testing before Austin and I was like, nothing. I was like, I was feeling a little ill, but like I, I feel that way whenever I get my period now because of the vaccine, I just start to feel like flu like symptoms. So I thought maybe it was that. So I go, you know, we fly and are we, we meet up with my friend Skip and Alice in Austin and spend, you know, a couple days with them as planned. And then I started feeling worse and then their kiddos were sick and I was like, huh. I was like, maybe I'm just like catching something. And then Gabrielle goes, dude, Tay just tested positive. I was like, it's been like four days after. Yeah, that's about right though. Yeah. So um, so I was like, shit. And then I was flying to, well, you told me not to come. Dan. I told Danielle, I was like, yo, this is how I feel. Um, we were with someone that had COVID, but like Bye, they're bitch. fine. And so Danielle's <laughs> like, dude, I come to my house. <laughs> so I was like, fuck me. Okay. Alice, I was like, Alice, I was like, I'm not feeling well. I went to urgent care. I don't go to urgent care. I don't go to the fucking doctor. You didn't get to like do anything in Austin and like, you were going to like see stuff and wander around. We were doing shit. We were doing stuff. Like we were going to barbecue places. We went to like this really cute place in Spicewood, met up with a couple of their friends and like, like spread that COVID bitch, spread it, but I spread did, it wasn't, all around. But I wasn't positive. <laughs> I was testing every day. Tom and I were like testing in their room, like just to make sure, like we were like, right. I just want to make sure. Cause you know, yeah, no, we were fine. And then they were like, you know, our kids are sick. They're like, that's fine. Like everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to Spicewood and we hung out at this, um, really cool, like outside bar. I feel like you guys would love it. Um, I feel like you guys have taken me to a place that's like that, but this one just seemed, I don't know. It seemed different, but, uh, we went and looked at a bunch of houses and we like Tom and I like drove for like four hours, like around Austin and checked out some spots. And we've come to the conclusion that we are, Northwest folks. <laughs> What's that mean? We just like Northwest of Austin, like Austin, Northwest, not like, like Southeast is not our vibe. So you like, you like hills or not hills? Yeah. One way has hills, one way is no hills. We like hills. So you like my direction. Yeah. So we Got really, it. yeah, I the really, other side isn't, yeah. I'm not into the other side. I really, really, and there was a house that we went by a couple of times, and we took Alice and Skip and Mm -hmm. the kids. We took everyone. We were like, guys, just, like, imagine. And it's by their old house, Mm -hmm. and it's Old Lakeway. 
Mm-hmm. It's old Lakeway, not new Lakeway, old Lakeway. I old Lakeway is my fucking vibe, motherfucker. Nice. It's my vibe. It's like very Laurel Canyon, Topanga. There's all old people there. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it because like Lakeway feels like a little like town. Every time I was coming from from Austin downtown into Lakeway, I was like, yeah, oh, this feels really nice. Well, like you know, it's like the it's trees. the same distance. It's the same distance from like downtown to Lakeway as it is from downtown to where I live. Yeah. So it's the same like 30 minutes to the gate, 30 minutes to your house, like 30 to 40 minutes. So it's kind of like you can really live anywhere on the perimeter outside of there where you're going to have more land. It's it's close. It doesn't, it seems like it's far, but it's really not far, especially because yeah. you'll feel that shift in energy of like nature when you get away from all the people and the cell towers and fucking internet and all that shit that everybody has piled on top of each other in the buildings and houses that are close together. Once you get to areas there's a, where there's a little more land, you'll start to feel a little bit less like overwhelmed with life. I swear yeah. it's in the air. No, hundred percent. And I felt it. Cause I, you know, I, I wanted to go and try like a couple of yoga classes and just Are kind you hardwired of... into your computer right now? Can I ask you? Yeah. Okay. It says your network is struggling. You gotta I get know. the fuck out of LA. I know, but it doesn't, it's not Are like. Are you ready? Are you ready to get out of there? What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Our rent just went up. Tom for the first time was like, uh, ready to move. I'm like, well, cool. I can't move right now. <laughs> I cannot move right now. I could have moved months ago. I right now, I can't. Why? At least he's I? ready now. Yeah, but and I think he really likes. I think he. I think he likes Lakeway. Good. The the price tag, not so much. But I said, I was like, dude. I was like, I think like it will go down. It will go down. And also, we just have to send an offer in. Like, um, I think. Skip and Alice were like, they got their house like less than what they were asking. Yeah. You have to make an offer and then they counter or they say, fuck off. Yeah. So when we're going to do that, we shall determine. um, I'll take you by my friend Lindy and Kelly's house. They live in Lakeway too. Oh, cool. um, They just, they're renovating. I mean, all the houses are like seventies vibe. You just need Mm -hmm. to go in and they're all fixer uppers. That's the only thing that I, I was like, you know, you have to, you have to want to, but you'll do, you're going to want to do that anywhere. Like it's your first house. You're going to want to put your own style to it and stamp on it and (laughs) all that stuff. Tom found this, um, this house that was definitely a fixer upper, but it was in a location that was surrounded by one point to on and on and on. And it was a house that it, it resembled a box. Like it was like a seventies okay. box. Like you couldn't see into the house. Like it was, t- it, it, yeah. And he, of course awful. he got excited about that. And he was like, but, but we can make profit. And I was like, well, okay. I was like, you, so you want to take on this project for a year. And then you're telling me that I won't get my home for two years because I ain't living okay, in that box. And no, <laughs> no, no yard, no nothing. So we're going to fix that up. You're going to sell it. And then you're telling me, he's like, well, if we put more money into that, and then that will give us a value. <laughs> Listen, you always you always want the cheapest house in the neighborhood. And that was you that. Do. For sure. You always want, you 100%. never want to be the nicest house in the neighborhood or the most expensive house in the neighborhood. You want to be the cheapest house in the neighborhood if you're willing to put in the work and the time. Yeah. And then, and then it, and he's right. And that's how you make, that's how you make your money. Yeah. And then you're just in, just in equity anyway, you know, you can always, then the value of your house goes up and then you can pull out that equity and you could finance that. And then you could do something else with the house. You can add another, you know, you could add a pool or a, or a second floor or bedroom or whatever. You can use your own money to create more more investment for you essentially. 
Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, but I feel like once we get on the realtor path, we'll kind of narrow down what we both want. Um, yes. You'll know yeah. it when you walk into it. <clears throat> and, uh, you, bitch, any house I walk into, I'm going to be like, you ready? Uh, done. Great. Done. done. This one? This one? I can make this one work. I'm very much that way. Like right now, as I'm like casting for, okay. So guys, I'm directing a movie in February, bitches. I'm so excited. I'm, and, and look at one of my lead actresses is right here. Yay. (laughs) Daniel's like, fuck me. (laughs) No, are you kidding? I was like, can't wait. I think it's, it's going to be really awesome. And I'm really excited that my first directing experience is going to be with this producer that I've, I've done. This would be my seventh movie with him, first directing, mm-hmm. but someone that I feel very, very comfortable with, except, except also the like the line producer. So I feel like I'm in a really, really safe hands. Of course, I'll probably and direct like this. Cast, everyone you cast <laughs> is gonna is ideally someone that you trust enough to you know help along the way and or doesn't need you to you know to to hold their hand through the yeah, process. Yeah, of course. I think um you know I'm 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 getting a taste of what indie How film stressful it is. Yes, and what indie filmmaking is like when it comes to who you can have in your movies and why you can have them in your movies and yeah. all of the politics. What value they, what value mm-hmm. they bring. All or, value. It's all value, which is... And it's different foreign versus I domestic know. and who's I know. hot now might not be, you know, it's You know, it's and there's true. things called buy-ins that I'm yeah. getting very familiar with and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> buy-in? <laughs> and a buy-in? It's good for you. But I'm very good with, like, okay, you're going to send me these two people? Great. I got in place. Great. Cool. And I don't think people are used to moving that fast. They're like, hold on, hold right. on. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm ready to go. I'm ready right, to get right. that in order because once I get this in order, I can everything then else goes. Yeah. fucking figure out everything else. You know? A month and a half is not a long time uh, to... No. Especially since it's my first time. Like I, uh, I yeah. just, I want to, I'm a person that likes to over prep and be ahead. Well, you <laughs> I, should, I mean, three months. I like my cast like, been done two weeks ago. <laughs> what, you um, know? what the hell was I going to say? I was doing that press tour yesterday, sick as hell, uh, for that movie roadkill that I've got coming out, which mm-hmm. I have a very, 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 very small part in people. I only have like three scenes. Aren't you on the I cover? When like, um, one of the posters I am, <laughs> it's, uh. It's funny so when they, they do that. Oh, of course. I know. I always feel bad. It's like, guys, it's not up to us. You know, I try, I, at least when I started doing those movies, I try to make it like where I'm not first build or second build, you know, unfortunately, yeah. I think they have me a second build just because it's a little bit misleading, but you know, whatever. Um, there are, there are plenty of great cameos that like, cool. Yeah. Your second build. But, uh, so of course all the press wants to talk about like our plans for, our movies and where we are with that and like talk scary to me. And I mean, maybe we talked about roadkill for like five seconds out of each, you know, maybe like 10 seconds out of each interview. They just want to know kind of like what's up with us and our world and all that. And I was talking about our movie and how we're just like ready to rock and how we're going to be smarter this year. Right. We're not going to work as hard. We're going to be smarter about, because the more time we have at home and Mm -hmm. or together where we're not, preoccupied doing something else, we can create our own stuff. We can create our content. We can plan accordingly. And I'm not just talking about like 
recording is like, what is, you know, that's easy. I mean, it's not easy, but it's easy for us to do this, but to, to, to think of how we can like make this bigger and grow from here really will, I think only come when you and I have like time to sit down and go, okay, what do we want to do this year? Cause it's 2024. Like we got to figure out resolutions for, I'd hate making those resolutions, but I just want like a game plan. I want like a giant board on my wall of yeah. like, okay, by this date, I want this. By this date, I want, a, I want that. This, by this date, this I want that. Board. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yes. I've been doing that for like, this is my yes. second year. <laughs> I mean, I have like, you know, it's great. <clears throat> my board I have has got my kids shit all over it of like this, yeah. you know, no lunch They're this mommy. day. They're out of school early this day, this birthday party this day, like that stuff. Um, but I do, um, my, my goal, which I was doing this morning is to, I'm completely redoing my office. I can't stand my office studio space in here. It drives me nuts. So I miss my old house in that regard. I love mm-hmm. that feeling of that space. So I just don't know what to do. So I'm going to paint, I might wallpaper. I'm going to do like, I don't know if I should switch the furniture around, if I should get a bigger rug, like just that, that bullshit to sort of make my space inspiring, which I'm pretty sure everyone in right now, not everyone, but some people now are like, I already started moving shit around in my house, like moving furniture because I wanted it to feel different. Like mm. I'm ready. I'm ready to be home in it to feel different. What are yeah. you going to do? What are, what are you going to do this year? Do you think you're going to slow down or no? You already have like your fucking shit planned through the end of the year. No, I'm not slowing down because this is my time right now. This I is feel your like year. this is my year. Like, yeah. like I have a new adventure with directing and, and collaborating with, like I have a meeting, a massive meeting on Thursday <clears throat> to collaborate with a, a production company to direct some things for them. So like I have a, a different avenue yes. opening up that will help me get right. to that place where I can calm down a bit. But I'm like, I'm going pretty, pretty fast paced. director, especially new director, you're not making as much money. You're not going to make as much money as you are acting and it's going to take a year or two of your life for each project. Yeah. I mean, you would think. But you're more excited about it. You would think though, I'm just excited to try it and see if I like it. Because if this is a different avenue, like I'm trying different things, man. It's like, even like when I presented you with like doing movies together, it's like, I'm, I'm doing all of these pathways so I can have what you were saying, relax and be selective with what I want. Like the, the, you want to be able to keep your insurance. So like we have to work sometimes and, and enjoy life. That I, I don't yeah. want to like have to take an acting job because I have to survive. I, I yeah. want to take it because I'm like, I really Excited like this about project. Yeah. Yeah. So if I have an outlet of like, Oh, well, Danielle and, and my movie that's doing really, really well. And we're doing a movie a year and you know, we've got hype around it or, Oh, I'm directing and that's going really, really well. So I don't have to take all these acting jobs that I'm not super passionate about. Um, yeah. or, that I can take that acting job that pays nothing because I right. can do it because <laughs> I really I mean, like it. When, <laughs> when I directed my little, you know, $30,000 budget movie Among Friends, which looks like it's $30,000 and it was also a million years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we had like nine days of pre-production and it was a, like I could sit and fill your ears on what a shit show it was just in general with all the things that, that had presented itself that I didn't know were going to be an issue and the yeah. drama that I'd had and... You know, even like 
I mean, stuff that I just, after all those years of working in movies, you didn't think was going to happen on your watch, on yeah. your set. Oh, you know, know, like when my actors weren't listening to me, when they were out in the back, like shooting shit and smoking cigarettes and not running lines. When I was like, you guys were doing 17 to 25 pages a day. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you, and we're, we're moving, 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 moving. I had three cameras for every setup. We're using five D's. Like the, nothing was focusing properly. I had one monitor. Like it was just like, there was so much shit that mm-hmm. I was like trying to piece together, but it was really like the things that I didn't expect to present themselves did. And the stuff that I was worried about were the things that I didn't care about. It's like a wedding, same shit stuff that you're like overly concerned. It's like, Oh, that was a breeze. That was a breeze. Then you're like, wait a minute. I didn't realize that. Oh, that was, that was going to be complicated and having to like command, like command power or command control Mm -hmm. of a set was also something that it's kind of like how I feel about parenting. Like I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be mean mommy to get people to listen. And I mm-hmm. felt like a little bit on mine, I, I had to, to a certain extent, which I was like, I don't want this vibe on the set. Like this shouldn't be this way. I've not, I have not had directors have to yell at people or be an ass, you know, be a bitch or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited for you to, to see like what you find thrilling, you know, like yeah. I love the editing. I loved, um, I loved the score, like creating music and, you know, all all of that stuff that I had no idea would just, it just changes everything. And then living with the movie for a year afterwards, I've never seen a movie more than I saw that fucking movie all over. Like we could take our movie to Sitges in Spain. We can do, it can, I mean, think about like, that's really what my first year of my relationship with David was, was traveling around with my movie to all the film festivals. Oh, that's cool. you're not getting paid, you know, obviously. So you're like, fuck, how do I balance like promoting my movie and all over the place? And then also trying to keep my SAG insurance. So it's just an interesting, an interesting balance. So you have to just make sure that whatever movie you sign on to direct, you love it. Yeah, exactly. And and you gotta love it. It's like a marriage. You gotta live with it forever. Yeah. And it is funny because like, you know, I, I've been presented with a couple this year already. And the first one I was, I was stoked about, but like as my first one, it's like, Hmm, not really what I thought. And then when this one presented itself and with the people that I trust, I really trust and love so much. It's not in a, it's not the type of film that I thought I would do, but like it's the type of films that I'd love but it like feels I love, right. I love watching. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, it's a, it, it, it's, there's a lot of vulnerability to it, even though it is a guy fucking movie, which I totally vibe with fucking men anyways. So I feel like that'll be a really fun thing for me, but then there's like vulnerability to it. There's like a slight little like push and pull love story to it. So So you get to actually like use your acting ability to direct actors, which doesn't happen very often. I think what I'm nervous about is having my friends like you and like, if I was to give direction or something like, bitch, No, but everybody like, no, respects just, you. Trust me, I'm just seeing it on the monitor, dude. Just trust me. I think no, no I think one's going to say I think anything I'll be fine. to you. I think I'll be fine, but you know, um, directing my my friends are going to be. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that like I kind of did, which I probably wouldn't recommend doing, is. Mm-hmm. I would make them like, do it again, do it again, do it again. I don't believe you. I don't believe you do it again. Like if someone, if someone said that to me, if like director or friend was, if you were like, Danielle, I don't believe you do it again, do it again. I would, but I was just trying, 
I was trying to make them angry. Oh. I mean, I needed to see them. Oh, I needed to sensitive. see. Bitch, I would be so sad if you told me that. <laughs> but I needed to see the, my actresses unravel. I wouldn't be angry. I'd be sad. <laughs> well, that's that's okay. But that's the point is like, I was pushing them. I was angry and pushing them to, oh, damn, you're a hard to lose it. I was fucking hard. I was really hard, which I didn't think that I would be. And now mm. in retrospect, I probably would have would have done different. But I felt like I got what I needed. You know, I remember mm. even there was one scene where one of my friends, Brian, you know, Brian from SLAA, um, Brianne went and she, she, her scene, this, a big emotional breakdown was when she, her character hears her, one of her girlfriends getting essentially raped, uh, in the bathroom and she doesn't do anything about it because the person raping her in the bathroom is her brother. So, uh, and it, all this stuff like comes out and they're sitting at a dinner table, the whole thing takes place on a dinner table and everyone's fucking, t- you know, tied up and drugged and can't move. And it's like, what can you do for 90 minutes where everyone doesn't get out of a chair? It was real interesting to try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I just didn't feel like she was connecting because the girl that was playing her friend, she didn't have the closest relationship with. So she wasn't able to get there. And I knew if I could just get to that thing. So I I remember saying like, okay, let's cut. And I went over to her and I whispered to her and I said, imagine it's me in the bathroom and you didn't do anything. And I just came back out and I was like, let's roll. And then she just fucking lost it. And I was like, that's exactly what it, that's where I needed you to go. Um, You know, it's like Meisner or whatever, like actor preparation and you know what you all, I always love when the directors come over and whisper that little thing in your ear that you're like, Ooh, I love that. Or I get that. Or, you know, that kind of stuff. Me kind of like doing it from the monitor was, I just didn't have a choice. I couldn't cut and get up and go and tell them anything because we just had fucking 80 pages a day to do. But yeah. How many days did you guys shoot? Nine. Okay. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That's like and what I did with Spider. Seven, seven actors in every scene. Damn. Yeah. That's rough, man. That's rough. I, rough. I did, you know, I did that Barry the Bride movie with Chrissy yes. um, and Spider and we did it in seven days and I love them so much, but I don't think I would ever do that again. And it was also no. a night shoot. You I can't think, do that to yourself. You can't do that to your cast. But the movie turned out it's fucking just, cool. I was like, Of course what? it did. Because <laughs> he, he knew what he was doing and, and did it right. But it's not, those movies aren't fun. Yeah. Like, they're not fun when you've been doing it. They're fun if you just are new in the business or like, yeah. you know, they are fun to a certain extent. But when you're trying to get everything, it's just, it's very stressful and it's uncomfortable and you don't have time to feel like you're you're doing your job. But you almost don't really, I mean, for me, I'm always like, I don't really, I want to just go, like, let's just go, you know, it's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're like, let's just move, fo- let's just keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Yeah. I think, you know, <laughs> this, this they're trying to do in 12 days and I'm like, I, I'm trying to find more money. Um, yeah. <laughs> look at me trying to find more money. Uh, so I can get two days, two extra days. I want 14 days. Um, I don't yeah. want to give away what this is yet, but like, I mean, you might need an extra day or two just in case anyway. Well, definitely there's going to be, yeah, eight hour days, but there's mostly going to be 12 eight hour, hour days. days. <laughs> yeah. Dude, fucking 17 hour days. Probably. I know this is going to be 12 hour days, baby. 12 hour days, Danielle, get ready. Who doesn't, I've never not worked a 12 hour day. Yeah, I know. I try to, I mean, there was a couple Ever. of times on, on, um, this last movie speed train that we kind of got, but it was one location and I'm, I'm very curious, you know, there's an actor that we, that I'm working with on this and I'm very, you know, he's established and I'm very excited to, to work with someone 
Dude, I'd be fucking scared out of my mind, by the way. <laughs> I'm stoked. I've, I've, you know, I've also used to, I've, I've taught for so long. So I, I'm used yeah. to so many people's personality and I'm so adaptable, man. But That's it's a, a man. It's a, it's ta- a man. It's a man. Who is that a is, movie star. Mm-hmm. That's a talent of mine. older and a different like, you know, know, unless you've worked with him or no, do you know anyone that's worked with him or directed yes, him I, that you could talk yes, to? Yes, I have. And I have already okay. done that. <laughs> and what is, what are his things without I'm saying I'm not going to give it his, away right now. We'll can you give me a privately. Co- like one no, thing we'll that maybe. Pri- we'll talk okay. privately. <sighs> this is a private conversation. <laughs> It's like, what's in his writer? What does he need in his room? What does he need on set? How does he like to work? Like, I wonder what people say about us. I wonder. God, I don't have anything, bro. I, I've, do you have have one? I have nothing. Not even like a comfy trailer is in mine. (laughs) My, my agent tries to ask for a private bathroom, which basically just means a bathroom that isn't in the honey wagons or that everyone is sharing. At least like some, something. Yeah, but I think that's because of years of like having stomach issues and being like, I'm in the middle of fucking flare up for my Crohn's disease and I feel like I'm going to die and I don't want to be like waiting and it's embarrassing and horrible and I just need to, you know, I I was having a flare up when I did that movie, um, Stakeland and we were all in one big trailer together. Oh, see that blows. So it was me, it was me and Connor and, and uh, that was a movie I did with Connor. Connie's Connie's, um, in this as well. He is. Yeah, he is. have him on the show. He is. You guys that are listening, can you please send us um, more? Girl, we have a backlog of people that want to be on this. We have a backlog. We just need to like, I thought, you know. Well, this year, that's what we need to do. We need to start scheduling and then we need to get together in person and Well, when you come here to film for me, maybe we might have to record a couple of sessions mid-film. Let's see if I can handle that. But maybe you can come I mean, a couple days to earlier do it now or too. Yeah. Yeah. And I really want to take our show like the only shows I'm doing convention wise this year. And I, I just so you know, and I think you'll obviously do all of them. I'm going to do two Monster Mania shows, which I'm pretty sure you're doing with me. I don't think they one will. One is Monster in New Mania. I want to come to your show. I really Dave. wish that you would love me again. I don't he know will what love I did you. wrong. Day, you didn't do anything wrong. Um, <laughs> day, so it'll, it would, but it's only going to be the October and the November show that I'm going to do this year. Not the spring oh. ones. I'm going to go to Texas Frightmare. That's in May. I'm hoping I'll I'm be gonna, We're going to do, do Lexington again because I talked to Chris so we're going to do Lexington Scarefest again and we're going to do another live there which I'm very excited about that we'll actually have like time to really like we had a hundred people last time imagine what it's going to be like after people know there what that experience was like mm-hmm. so we're going to do that um, ideally I just want to do like five um, that's pretty much it I'm going to do I think I have one more Terracon so one two three four yeah I'm only doing five shows this year as far as I know Nice. Yeah. I don't, I haven't even gotten any shows lined up to be honest. Cause I want to be home, dude. I was like, I did laundry all day. I spent the day with Jagger yesterday, went to the laundromat, did like 80 loads of laundry. I swear to God. Um, it's just, I have one washing machine and dryer and so much fucking clothes from the kids and David doing the yard. I was like, forget it. So our, our mommy Jagger day was going to the laundromat and then we went, we got barbecue <laughs> and then we walked Cute. over to the plant store and looked at planted pots. And then we got a coffee, blended coffee because Jagger loves coffee. Then we went to home Depot. He likes coffee? He doesn't eat oh, coffee. God, he loves coffee. Oh I know. God, we went to Home Depot coffee. and we bought a plant that I promised him because he wanted to help decorate our deck, which is halfway done and looks fucking gorgeous. Thanks to my husband. 
Um, and what else did we do? And then we came home and we made cupcakes and we had How spaghetti cute. and then we got in bed together and we watched the Dallas Cowboys game. Um, and I saw that Carter we went with the daddy He did. And that's, that's why I had cute. a Jagger day because Jagger does not know that he went yesterday to the game. <laughs> so we so had what do you tell Carter? You cannot say anything. It's he's known for like a month and a half and he's kept it quiet. But then now, like my mom was here too, cause she went with them. So my mom was talking, like they were talking this morning about it. And I was like, huge, you know, I know they're just, it's, I know, but Jagger is kind of like not really paying attention, you know, mm. but he, I, I don't want to teach Carter that he has to lie to his brother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we may have to, I don't want to say like, Why oh, didn't he Jagger went somewhere go? else. Why didn't Jagger well, go? Cause tickets, we, my neighbor got tickets and only got four. Oh, and it was, it was actually for him and his wife and my mom, because my mom is obsessed with the Cowboys and so is Carter. Uh, so these tickets are like thousands of dollars. They're, they're through one of their family friends. They were literally sitting like five rows back. So yeah, I saw the photo. it was, it was crazy. So I was like, great, David, now next time we, when we take the kids, they're going to be like, what kind of fucking seats are these mom and dad? Like, this is shit. <laughs> I was in the front before. Why does my, why, why is my nose bleeding? Because I'm up so high. <laughs> So we'll see. We, I mean, it's true. It's like, how do you, how do you like, you know, have someone, their first ride be in a Rolls Royce, then be like, oh no, sorry, mom can only afford, you know, a, a, an old beater. Sorry. That's yeah. just, it is, it is what it is. So, but I was excited. I was happy. He loved it. He was so into it. And I got them X separate Xboxes for Christmas. I know that sounds like ridiculous, but they didn't ask for much stuff. I only got them a couple things, some football gear and then two Xboxes because they can play together on the same game, but they're separated. Ah. So they can't be in the same fucking room because they want to kill each other. So they can ah. play against each other, but one's in Carter's in his room and Jagger's in his room. Ah, you're figuring it out. Maybe that'll, and then maybe, maybe this will bring one them together. <laughs> they have fun. They just yell from the room to room to each other. You that's died. Cute. You died. I killed you or whatever. You know, oh, it's very that's cute. cute. That's really, really cute. Oh, I think I this year is going to be good for everybody. I think good. this year is going to be, I mean, does everyone feel that way at the beginning of a new year? Like it's a new year. I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm motivated. I'm ready to get, I'm ready to like get going. This is or the first think- year that I felt crummy going into a, <laughs> a really? new year, but just because m- me mentally crummy. and emotionally because of this sickness is just like not feeling a hundred percent, which right. is fucking not how I wanted to, to hop into 2024. But, um, usually I feel fucking great. Usually I'm filming something, so I'm on a high. So (laughs) being this like, oh, it's kind of shitty, but like I've got so much stuff planned that I know. How many movies do you have coming out this year? Oh, do I don't know. I don't know. I think like four, four. I think I've got four. Do you remember when you were growing up and you would hear like actors talk about like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what, what, the, what was the name of that movie that I was in? I don't remember doing that or whatever. And you're like, well, bullshit. To, How do you not fucking remember everything? We were designed and then you're as children like, to have short-term memory. <laughs> so we could yeah, go true. on to the next project. I'm like, it's no wonder true. I can't remember my childhood. <laughs> and I'm in menopause. I was, I just was going to send this thing to David the other day about like, there was some like, I don't know, like Ted talk about menopause and like how, I, first of all, I'm shocked that I'm 46 and going yeah, through menopause. Say, so wow. anyone that's out there is crazy. Um, it's, it started right after I did my, I mean, it's after I took my COVID shot, like the first shot. And then it was, it yeah. was a little spotty for the first time. And then I got my booster and then that was it. It was done. Um, oh, and I know the I'm same sorry, thing happened dude. to, to two of our girlfriends. Um, the same Fuck. thing. It fu- well, it's like you were saying, like, since my COVID shot, before I yeah. get my period, I feel awful. Like it yeah. did, it did something. I don't know what, 
but it fucking did something. So, um, so I'm in like the full, like, I can't remember anything literally like David was like, as my friend Davina came in this week, this last week, uh, to see the boys for two days. Um, and then she was like, you know, David's like, I thought she said she was leaving on Friday. He goes, I just asked you yesterday, last night. And you said Friday. I was like, why would I say Friday when it's always been Thursday? He's like, Danielle, you said Friday. So it's a lot of that stuff where I'm like, oh. I don't remember saying Friday. So it's, it, it for sure is like, I have like cloudy memory. And then you obviously add, a, you know, edibles sure to from it. Pot? Well, yeah, I was going to say it's a little bit of edibles. Um, are you but sure I can't keep all this stuff in my brain. There? No, no smoking, just <laughs> eating. brain. Just it's eating. like I'm in menopause. It weed. It's just weed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The only reason why I started microdosing in the first place was because I was in perimenopause. I was already starting to feel like my hormones were out of whack, and I didn't want to get on drugs. I didn't want to take anything mm. drugs. You know, so I was like, my therapist recommended because she was in menopause and she was doing it, and she was like, I would suggest you try this. And I was like, what is microdosing? And she explained it to me. And of course, I left her office that day, went right to the dispensary, which was right down the street from her. And I tried it and I got it. And I went back and I was like, try, you know, a little bit, a little bit, one drop, one, a, a, a quarter of a gummy, just because I was like, I just want to see what it feels like. And if I feel better and, and it worked and I went back the next week and I was like, I am so happy. Like it works. I feel good. I feel like I can, you know, take a half, five milligrams of, which is nothing and have dinner. And then, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have so much anxiety. I mean, I have so much anxiety and so much stress and I can't. I wish I didn't have, I wish I didn't have an anxiety disorder, but mm-hmm. I don't actually like to take Xanax or Ativan or any of that stuff. It just makes me go to sleep. So I can't take that, but I still want to be motivated and get shit done, which, so my anxiety works for me. That's why my shit's always organized and my house is always clean, but there's definitely like, I have to have conversations with myself to talk myself off the ledge of the only reason why I'm okay with the way my office looks right now is because I know I have the next couple of months to like take your time. You don't have, you know, one day out of a week for the next month where you can actually do the stuff that you want to do. Cause I want to make things nice, Mm -hmm. but it's difficult because there's no fucking time to do anything. You know, you'll see when you get your house and you're like, you know, it means something to you when it feels a certain way and you can't, yeah, I don't have have that with this apartment. Like even when you were talking about like your space, I'm like, this is my space corner. Well, you don't own it. So you're like, whatever, you know, but when you, it'll all change when you have your space, you know, and for everyone just, I I mailed out most of my calendars. I know we didn't get to do a calendar this year together, uh, but we're still going to do something fun together when we can figure out when we're both not sick and how to do a fun shoot or something (laughs) or other. (laughs) Um, But I have, I have a whole bunch. I have like a pile of stuff that has to go out, um, that I'm going to do tomorrow morning. That's been sitting here for two weeks now, but there's, I've just felt like shit and there's been so much going on that I need to like, okay, I'm excited to sit down and do it and get it out. Yeah. We need more people for Costa Rica too. I know, man. I know. I'm a little bit. Cause it won't go through unless we have more people. No, it'll go through at the count that we have right now, but I'm, I'm getting super bummed out about it because I don't want people to, to, think that that it's so expensive. I also want people to understand that like the site that we're going through, these are the prices that they yeah. had it at. So well, it's, well, it's when it's people are saying like that is crazy. And... Yeah. I, I like now I'm feeling bad and I'm like, should we not do this Costa Rica trip? Cause 
should we do our own thing? Because is this too expensive for people? Like, I don't want people to think that it's us going, we're trying it. Like it's, it's literally yeah, no. this company that they came literally back to, does this. They came back to us and said, this With is what quote. it's going to cost your guests yeah. for your hotel, your transportation to and from the airport, the all of your meals, your, your excursions. Like this is, and we picked the basic, like, that's why I yeah. wanted to do a five day. I was like basic, the, like the cheapest that we could do. Cause it's a lot for everybody. I mean, it is not until July. So we, there is time and you, they don't have to pay up front. It's like little bits at a time. So it is manageable, but I get it. I mean, I, I still want to plan something, you know, I that's, still that's like the local. other idea that we came up with. Um, Adult camp. I just, you know me, like my, I just feel bad and I'm just like, I don't, Oh yeah, of course. I don't want people to like think badly on us because they think it's us. Let's like, we need this amount of money from me. It's, it's uh, yeah, like, we just yeah, want to do no it. money. We just want to do a trip with you guys. And it's just the site that, that sets it's the price actually tag. because we're, our partners are coming with us. Yeah. We have to, and they don't pay for us to fly you guys either. So we have to pay for our own flights. So we're actually not, there's, there's no money. We have to buy our flights. All they do is take care of our hotel. The same thing that you guys take care of. So they take care of that for us. So that's essentially what we are getting is a trip to Costa Rica with you guys. But yeah. it's going to cost us money out of our pocket to get our tickets. But maybe we should listen to our fans. Maybe we should talk about it. Maybe it's just too pricey for people and we should figure out a uh, something else to do if it's yeah. not this year then i guess next year i mean we we had this i mean now that we have a little bit more mellow times into the new year with Danielle's schedule and mine a little bit maybe we'll be able to like actually plan something some of these things well, now that, that we've that been I'm talking here, about you know we have so we just have so many fans in texas too so like if we did something you know, I don't, yeah. I, something by me, at least it's like we, we could fill it up and people could just drive. They'll have to pay yeah. for flight and it could be like a three day thing. It doesn't have to be, I don't know, maybe, maybe five to seven days is like a little bit too much know. for people. You know, we know. just, we are, our, our girlfriend, it's a treat. yeah, our girlfriend Gabrielle did it and she had such an amazing amount of success. And so when we, when we sent out the survey and everybody, like so many people were signing up, we were like, this is, you know, and it asked you like the budget and everybody's price was kind of in that budget. Um, but maybe it's the itinerary that people are not happy with, with that budget. Right. I'm thinking is what it is. Um, I mean, it's a four star hotel and you get all your yeah. meals and like, I don't know. But I don't know how you could room, do it dude. on your own. Did you know that? I, I, well, I've, Found yeah, out. I found that out too. Yeah. Through my friend Melissa, who Which booked me, it and I was guess like, I wouldn't mind what? doing um, just because I'm I'm that person, but I can understand. Well, if you bring a friend, but like if you're going to go stay with someone that is a stranger, you're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to poo poo it because we talked it up, but I, I think there were but a couple of things. You also can't pay that, for your own room too, I think. Yeah, I think you That's can. I think it's more expensive though. Yeah. Well, we'll oh, figure man, it out, you guys. Just out. know we we'll figure it out. It. We're working on it. We'll figure it out. But no, we're we get it. We we're thinking hear about y'all. all that stuff. We, we hear, hear y'all. We're not just yes. like in the background going, just don't listen, just don't read. No, we we hear. <laughs> we want we 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 want you to know that we're like listening because <laughs> yes, we care listening. about you guys and we love you guys and we were doing this to add an exciting really thing, <laughs> something different. I just wanted something this different. year to be different, to do yeah, like same. different fun things, you know? Um, speaking of, uh, do you have any, do you have oh, any boy. questions or anything? Oh God, flagged you're going to trust that- me reading right now. 
Um, okay, let's see here. Wow. I um, hearted a couple. There's one yes. for you. Um, okay. Do you want to read Josh one for me and Josh? then I can talk? Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, Husband's still sleeping. Isn't that- is he? Yeah, it's noon here. He's so tired. We've both been so tired. I don't understand. So this is from Josh. Hey, Danielle, big fan. My pregnant girlfriend and I met you and Scout at Rocky Mountain Nightmares in May 2023 in Denver. Oh, yeah. Hi, Josh. Uh, you were all very kind, and we love the opportunity to meet you both. Uh, they had a daughter, Athena. Hey. Couldn't be happier. I had a question for Danielle. Do you still keep in touch with Wendy Kaplan? Is that her name? She was such an energy as Tina in Halloween 5, and I was just curious. And then he attached um, a photo. Yes! Oh, my God. Now you guys got the baby. Josh, congratulations. Yes. Um, I haven't talked to Wendy since the, that, I think it was the 30, what was the 35th? What was the, what was the most recent Halloween convention? The 40th, right? So the 35th, the 30th. So it's been 10 years actually since I, oh, I talked to her and saw her there. Um, not for any like reason. I mean, I, I stayed close with her afterwards because um, she was dating Greg Nicotero actually oh. on the movie. They met on the movie and they were dating and then they dated for a while. So when I would go in the summer to Mustafa Akkad, you know, the uh, Malik's dad, when I would go stay at their house for the summers, um, Greg would always come pick me up with Wendy and we would like go do fun stuff together. So oh, cute. Uh, I, I'm yeah. familiar with Wendy. Um, I should probably she played Tina. So Tina. she was in Halloween five. She played like Tina. Spicy. So yeah. So she was Thanks, like, baby. basically like she was life. like, had a lot of kind of not the, like Halloween five was tricky for people because especially cause like the Rachel character died in Halloween five in a, like not oh. in like the early on in the movie. And she was oh. so beloved that everybody was mad. And then this, the um, Tina character was like her friend that kind of took over that role of like, you know, my caretaker in the movie, my, like, like how Rachel was with Jamie in the uh, fourth one. Mm-hmm. So she got a lot of shit for or like, you know, fans are protective over Rachel. So they were like, oh, this, this bitch replaced, you know, Rachel and we don't like her. And I thought she was fantastic in the movie. I loved her. I was, I was just as close with her on the movie as I was with Ellie Cornell, who played Rachel in the movie. You know, you guys, everyone in the Halloween franchise, we're all like one kind of big family. Even if we haven't talked in 10 years or seen each other, we, we still all, I don't know if that's the same way in other franchises. It must be. Like, I look at the screen guys. Like, yeah, they're all buddies. Um, Dude, I, even thought about, I even thought about, like, Andy. Like, casting Andy in mine. I even thought about, like, slipping and sliding into DMs and being like, yo, I'm directing my uh, first feature. Yeah. Would you like to come play? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. We need to, we might, need to have her I on the show, still. too. I might still. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I mean, I think it's just, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're in these movies, you're forever connected to the the like life of them, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's some people that, you know, obviously that didn't, that didn't stay involved, but if you're involved in like, you know, the, the if you're involved in horror and you're in the community and the fan circuit, you're like, you're going to know each other and you're going to stay in touch and you're going to kind of click together when you see each other at shows because you're doing panels together and photos together and, you know, and we're, we're working together. So look, Hey, look at Scout and I. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> how it started. <laughs> All right. This is a, a long guy. Um, so this little, yeah, this will. So it's from Mikey. Hey guys, first off, I just want to say I really enjoy listening to the podcast, but also enjoy hearing about your lives in the film industry because my goal in life is to be a filmmaker. Fuck yeah. Anyways, I have a question for both of you guys. Scout. 
<clears throat> I have two questions because I wasn't sure if both would be answered. My first question is, I'm just curious about one of your favorite shroom trips, like some of the craziest visuals or thoughts you've had while tripping that you still remember. I love tripping, but I have anxiety, so I don't do it too often because I tend to have bad trips. Huh. Um, wow. Oh, my son is outside right now. On uh, on Jagger's out there on his dirt bike helmeted and geared up and David's on his motorcycle. They're going oh, for a up. ride around the neighborhood. He's, he's up. up. <laughs> you know, fun. I was, so my anniversary is coming up. My Cute. anniversary is on Are you Thursday. Buy him a new it's, bike? No, it's 10, it's 10 years. You got to buy him something year big. Anniversary. Buy no, we big. don't need to buy anything. Um, we're going to just go, we're just going to go away for the night and to go to dinner. But I was thinking of maybe trying shrooms with him for the first time on our anniversary. But I'm a little bit scared because neither he nor I have done it. So you need I don't to go know. to an Airbnb. You need well, this to go. Is, this is like a beautiful country lodge. Like okay, it's, great. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, is it I'm somewhere out, that you guys can be naked, like outside? Yeah, and like... it's got like an outdoor tub and a fireplace inside. Cool. And great. Like, you guys it's will whole... have a great time. You guys will have a great time. It'll, it'll but, be, and you guys will have the most amazing sex ever. But do you eat it? Danielle, you just listen to me. You will have such great sex. <laughs> I mean, I have great sex on weed, so I can imagine how this it is. This will be a amazing amazing for you i'm very excited i was just thinking i was like wow i was like i wish i was feeling better because i'd probably trip out with tom right now just so i could have really great sex but what are you <laughs> what what do you take a capsule do you do a tea do you take and eat the old like I where would, do you buy I would it from eat them I would, eat, would them. eat them. I mean, obviously, I don't know anyone in Austin, <laughs> so well, you're going to have to yeah. find. Oh, but shit. I would eat them because you can always add. Like, if you're, like, enjoying it, you can always take more, choose some more. But it, it doesn't, doesn't It doesn't continue. Like, after you start to feel it, you don't get more high, right? Or can you? Like, I don't want to, No, it's, it takes, know. like, an hour for it to kick in. Then it's, like, a good... Depends on how much you take. It's, like, a good... I'll give you the portions to have, like, a good, like... I think it's like three hours, like two to three hours, like trip, but it's like, it comes in uh, waves. It's right. really awesome. Trust me. Like, that's why I said you should probably be somewhere visual. Like with oh, like, yeah. I'll send you where well, I'm going. It's beautiful. Speaking of Mike, uh, Mike, my, why I like Joshua tree so much is because it's private. So we usually go to an Airbnb and there's so much land. Right. So if we want to explore, w- there's no one around. Um, a lot of like nature tends to, there's a lot of breathing that happens. Back like up a, from your mic a little bit. There's a lot getting of, getting so um, excited talking about, about shrooms. You're going to blow yourself out, but you're yeah. so excited. Yes. Yeah, well, so there's I feel a lot like my of voices going and that's oh, why I'm good. like, um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of like breathing, like a lot of like the rocks will like, it, oh, God. for some reason it reminds me of like coral in, in the ocean. A lot of it's just like, you know, like coral moves and just like breathes it's like that, like everything, like the, the, tr- the trees will like, you'll just feel like everything is like, like for the first time, like everything is, is alive, is alive. It's like avatar, man. It's like a big fucking avatar trip. It's great. It's amazing. What if um, I have and a the bad trip? Is just, um, <clears throat> I think have that's you why you had a bad sm- trip. I've never had a bad trip on shrooms. That's why I enjoy it. I've had a bad trip on pot. 
I know that's crazy to me. So that's why I'm like, if you every can't time smoke, I take can't pot. do pot, but you can do shrooms, and I know how like sensitive your system is, and I, and I have a high tolerance. I'm wondering if it is not going to be an issue for me. I don't think it'll be an issue, but I think I also have a problem with um, if something bad happens to me, doing something, eating something. I can't revisit that without going to that bad place. Oh, right. So something chemically (laughs) in my brain is wired that way. So because my first time doing an edible on a plane to Thailand and I had Mm. a bad trip, I now feel like I need to be really, really close to the ground. Oh my God. I had a dream last night that I was lost in in Thailand. Oh, wow. (laughs) And that Thailand, there were all of this like... It was like a, I don't know if it was like Halloween in Thailand or something, but there was all, I'm just remembering it now. There were all these crazy party scenes and like weird shit going on and ways oh, yeah. that you have to like, like Full moon jump off of cliffs and like slide yeah. down into waters to get to the other side of yeah. whatever it was like really weird fucking shit. And then I didn't have a foot, my, I didn't have a phone and like, I didn't have any money and I, and then my heel broke, like all kinds of weird stuff. And you were at heels. I was like, cause I was like going to party or whatever. But, and then there was like, I don't know, there were like girls and I think it was like hooking with a girl. And then I was like, yeah. I, I, I was trying to get to my boyfriend who like, cause he was going to save me and like knew, knew how to find me, even though I didn't know where I was. Like I left the house I was staying in to, and then got lost from the girls that I was with. So I didn't know how to get back to where I was. Sound like and your, your mind was setting up a movie. Anxious. For you. Like my mind was anxious. Yeah. It's like fucking anxiety galore. Um, and uh, yeah, it was strange. And I remember being like, this is why Scout loves this place. Like, this is like a fucking circus here. Like, this is not what I imagined Thailand to be like at all. This is horrible. I hate it here. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So that's funny. So wait, oh so answer God. the guy's question. So tell me what's the, what's the, be- do you remember like your best trip or are they all just different? Um, they're all different. Um, I I think honestly my best trip probably was with Tom, obviously. Um, uh, which was with, it was so strange. We had just finished. My mom had just passed. Fuck. Whoa. My mom had just passed. I had just said goodbye to my mom and I just, and then you decided to do shrooms finished Well, we were planning it. And I just finished, um, uh, Apache Junction filming the reshoots with my ex makeup artist. And oh. I, for some reason invited her. I don't know why, I, because she just felt like lonely or something. So I was like, yeah, you can come and join. But like did that she do and, shrooms with you. She did, but she did just sat in front of a TV. Yeah. She definitely like, I could tell that she was judging us like for sure. But, um, she, like she that fucking was like, judged you sober anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was like the first time that I think like Tom and I really, and we had all these dogs, we had all of our dogs. We had this also, this other fucking dog that we were taking care of that had got his ear chewed off. Like you guys we were, were newly in a relationship though. Yeah. We were Only just a couple like, months. yeah, we, but that was like our first like real like connection with one another, especially like intimately and like spiritually like we were just like fucking kids and we were staying in this amazing ranch in the desert that was right and across this chick from- was there with you just watching yeah. tv the whole time while you guys were like having the time of your lives yeah 
fucking depressing is that for her? <laughs> I know. It probably was so terrible for her. But she, well, I told she her what was going to gonna happen. <laughs> we ended up in the bedroom while she was watching TV, and I came oh out, and I was God. just like, dude, I just had the best sex of my life. <laughs> she fucking hates you. She's like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, of she was at, actually on the balcony at that time watching the stars. All right, I oh, think. Oh God! And then we, yeah, it was, it was, it was really a really nice time. It was really, really crazy. It's so funny. Like Tom and I, um, <clears throat> we're seeing a therapist right now. By seeing a therapist, we've seen her one time, <laughs> but it was the first time that, like, you know, the, the first time that you see. A couple's counselor. It's like you're pretty much just spewing shit. Yeah, of course. And, you're just telling the um, story. I didn't realize. Like, I, I did realize, but I didn't realize that Tom and I had such different um, upbringings, especially with um, like I was overly sexualized as a kid. Well, of course. Like all of it. Like my vision. Like it's just over sexualized. Like I didn't. I guess I forgot that I had went to therapy and like I played with my Barbies different and like they were trying to like teach me to not like have my Barbies naked with each other and like right. pumping each other. Like who fucking does that as an eight year old? Well, like a lot of kids do that. But mine was like you know like my registry of like humping my first girl was like when I was eight or nine. That's yeah, crazy. That's, that's not crazy. That's completely normal. Kids are exploring. It, but it's not. It, but it, it wasn't in my household. Let's just put it that way. Like what I had seen, like what I had been like in contact with, like was right. not. What you been exposed to. Yeah. What I was exposed to was not normal. And so that's why, you know, sex and intimacy and may play such a power in my mind and maybe might not be the healthiest way, obviously, sex, love, anonymous, but like I have to find like the balance, you know, but it is very, very, very important to me. And it's, it's, it really connects with like love for me, um, in a very, very, very weird way. And with Tom, it's like, you know, he grew up in like a Christian household and like, and like very sheltered sort of life. So it, it, of course, our, some of our stuff do, doesn't, like, we just have to, like, learn to play with one another. <laughs> like, yeah. our, our things just have to learn. But having an understanding, like, a really, really deep understanding of the person's past and getting it, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, you know, with me, like, with some of our issues, like, you know, now he understands, like, why you know, in the beginning when our intimacy wasn't, you know, was kind of like not working well, why that hurt so much to me. (laughs) So, you know, so it's just really nice that he can like understand and then I can understand, you know, his stuff. So it's just, let me tell you the first, it's cool. Cause this reminded me of, so the first probably, I don't know, year. So say like the first two years, David and I were together, our sex life was crazy. Of course, mm-hmm. we're traveling the world. It was, we're fucking, we were in love and like whatever. Um, and then we got married and then it was like, okay, now let's, we want to try to have a kid. And then it became more serious, more like yeah. work That's and then too. we couldn't get pregnant. And then my grandma got sick. And then, so basically up until I would say the last two years, um, we didn't, we had a complicated sex life. It mm-hmm. was not what it is now. And that's because like you, 
I was, you know, a, a sex and love addict and in program and David was the first one that I felt like I had found a real intimacy with where he wanted who he dated back. He wanted mm. who I was in the beginning, which really was a disconnected version of mm. myself. Mm-hmm. And when I fell in real love and was really me for the first time in my yeah. whole life, sex was was boring for him because oh, it, it was you. it was, you know, it uh, he wanted like, wait, where's where, who Ooh. I am now in bed is not who I was for eight years mm-hmm. of my relationship. Oh, I get you, bitch. I get you. But I didn't want to do it because I felt like I was pretending with everybody else. Mm-hmm. I was putting on this show. I was this badass. I was naughty. I was this. I was doing all of these things to be what they wanted me to do because I wanted mm-hmm. them to love me. And I was so out of my body that I couldn't do that with him because it felt like I was acting and it yeah. felt wrong and it felt disconnected. And I, I finally felt like I was, could feel what was going on inside for the first time. Wow, and beautiful. I wasn't, I wasn't split, you know, in my head somewhere. And it, it, it took a lot of, cause David doesn't know a lot about my past because he doesn't want to know because it's hard for him to hear it. So it's hard to go like, I want you to know this stuff, but also talking about that stuff almost sparks like excitement in my brain receptors that I don't want to go have experience anymore. So you're like, how do I explain to you what I've been through without making it something that arouses me when I talk about it? Yet I, it's a very complicated balance that you need a third party to help with the two of you to get there. But just know from, you know, from me that it, it, you'll have like down low, like it's going to take a long time to get there. But when it, when you do get there, just stick with it, just stick with it. Cause it's complicated. Sex is complicated in, in relationships to begin with, and especially in marriages. And then you have kids and situations and work and money and everything on top of that. But when your sex life is complicated, everything else gets fucked up. So you will get to a point where you understand one another and all of that stuff goes away. It just, it took me eight years. So I don't know if anybody else has been through that or, you know, I think anyone with sexual trauma or trauma in general that has allowed us to become these addicts or have this, you know, the, this issue, um, it's it's tricky to understand, and people don't get what SLAA is. They're like, you're, isn't it? Like, it's almost they. I think they would think that it's like cool, like, oh, you're a sex addict. It's like it's 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 like torments you because you can't you can't love truly. Like you can't be connected in your body. You can't receive it. You can't give it. It's like, you don't, you don't know who you are. So in order to get rid of all that stuff, you end up being, remember I said something like there's a painting I have. I think I've told this story before the painting that I have in my, in my bedroom that I gave David on our, one of our anniversaries, it was a, a, a painting of a photograph that he and I had taken, he had taken when we went to our first like Kings game and we had, I'd, I was just about to say it again. We had sex for the first time that night. So when I think of that picture, I was just about to say, which I had said a couple of years ago, that's the night that I'd lost my virginity. And I was like, wait a minute. I mean, the first time I had sex with with him, but it really was the, when I had lost my virginity because I I was a different person. It's crazy, but, and it's like, it does the best sex of your life doesn't have to be like fucking balls against the wall, like crazy. It's like when you actually just feel that it can be very intimate and very simple, but when you feel that connection, um, that's what makes it the best of your life. So to, to try to, to get back to that 
place. And that's why I like to have sex when I'm on, you know, edibles, because I'm, I'm not in my head. I'm in my body and I can just feel whatever I need to feel. Okay. Go back to sleep. Happy Tuesday. Happy new year. Happy Tuesday. Bye everybody. Bye. 